0: Good evening, and welcome on this blessed occasion of Ash Wednesday. Tonight we begin our journey into Lent, and we begin our journey into Lent this evening in an interesting way. What we're going to be doing tonight is starting a series in which we are going to be taking a look at our service ...that we are given by God on Sunday mornings. And so we've divided this up into six chunks, if you will. Six sort of vignettes of what we do every Sunday morning here. And we're beginning our Lenten journey the same way that we begin the journey of faith that happens here every Sunday morning. And we begin that journey today with the invocation and the confession of sins and then subsequently the forgiveness of those sins. Tonight what we're going to do is a little bit different. Tonight what we'll do is we will say one part of the liturgy and then we'll take a time out. We'll take a little bit of a break, a little bit of a pause. And during that time, we'll dig down deep into what that means. And so if you're worried about being penitential for Lent, you've got five sermons tonight. That should be extra penitential for you. They'll be about five minutes long each, or at least that's how long I hope they will be what we'll do in those is we'll really dig into the marrow of what we say, sometimes not even thinking about what we say on those Sunday mornings. After I have a chance to tell you a little bit about what is happening in the service, we'll have a chance to pray. And we'll have a chance to do something that will probably make you feel very uncomfortable. We'll have extended silence. For you to think about these things that we're talking about tonight, and to really reflect on them. And so, we begin as we begin every one of our worship services. Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the eleven disciples went into Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always. Even until the end of the age. You may be seated. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. That's how Confucius put his proverb together, and there is a lot of truth behind. What Confucius had to say, you'll never get anywhere until you take that first step. But that first step is often the problem. That first step is often the thing that freezes us in absolute terror as we wonder what first step is the right first step. What first step is actually going to get me going. What first step is actually going to get me headed in the right direction. So often we are frozen, wondering how we can begin a journey like this one, a journey into Lent. Some of us wonder, well, what do I give up for Lent? Or some of us wonder, well, what am I going to do during Lent? How is Lent going to be different for me this year? year or maybe it's not about Lent at all maybe it's about some other devotional practice that you're going to be doing or maybe it's about some relationship that you have with somebody else and you're wondering what the correct first step is the first step that we are given in our worship is this step The step that says, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. That first step is the step that puts us in the right place for all of our lives. That first step that acknowledges that we have a God who is three in one and one in three, that we have a God who Jesus Christ knew, who Jesus Christ commanded us to go and baptize in the name of. And so subsequently, it's the first step in all of our Christian lives. This first step into faith with that baptism that we received. That first step that we have in our everyday life even. You see, Martin Luther said that the baptism formula was too good just to hold off for every week or just for every baptism. He said that every morning when you get up in the morning, you should get up and you should say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and that that first step would get you headed in the right direction. And it's interesting, he also says that in accompanying those words, those words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that you should do something with your hand. That you should in fact do something that Christians have been doing for a very, very, very long time. One of the oldest traditions that we have in the Christian church, that of making the sign of the cross upon yourself in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. There was a man named John Chrysostom. He was a great preacher in around 300 A.D. And what John had to say about this sign of making the cross is he said that when you make the sign over yourself that it gives you a special blessing. He says when you make the sign of the cross over yourself, you should remember what happened upon that cross. You should remember how you were purchased by what happened on that cross. You should remember that you were bought with a price and that you were set free by the one who bought that price for you. And again, back to Martin Luther, when he was creating his Luther's seal, that rose thing with the heart and the cross in the middle, there's a reason that there's a heart and a cross in the middle. He said that that cross should be black. Because it's a sign of death. It's a sign of mortification. It's a sign that death needs to happen in our lives that we have all gained the necessity of death through our sins. It's a sign of mortification, a sign of our own mortality. But he said that that black cross, that sign of death, should be surrounded by a living, red, beating heart. And he said that these two things work together. That the cross takes upon itself all of the death that we deserve so that then the heart may go on living and go on beating and go on rejoicing. We begin this and every one of our worship services with this command and this promise that we should go forth into the world baptizing and teaching and with the promise that Christ will be with us taking our sins upon himself for all of our lives. Now, we consider that together as we pray together.